Hey thinkers, welcome to the first episode of the Thinking Podcast in 2017. We're excited to update you on all the great things that have happened in the world of biohacking um, and also give you a retrospective of the developments of 2016. We've come a long way since launching the first initial episode of Thinking Podcast, uh, probably in the fall of 2016 and what we're looking for to in 2017. Yeah, I'm Jeffrey Wu, your host of Thinking Podcast, along with Michael Brandt. Hi, it's great to be here. And yeah, a lot of exciting things happened in, in 2016. I think that we saw big trends developing in biohacking, just a lot of excitement. We've seen it around our own company and community and just in the world at large you've seen a lot of people interested in becoming better versions of themselves really yep. looking at what tools techniques what can they do for their own selves to live a better life yeah and we're really excited to see what's in store for us in 2017 we have some teasers for those interesting initiatives not and uh, let alone partnering with some of the top biohacking companies in the world at, uh, with to, to launch a year of biohacking.org um, but before we get into all yeah. that juicy details, it's a big week. Let's talk about what we're all doing this week. Yeah, and we're fasting for this entire week. So this is today. We're taping on Thursday afternoon, and we've actually started fasting, i.e., for example, that is not eating since Sunday, 7 p.m. So we're, we're around 90 hours into a 168-hour fast. All we've been consuming is water, some tea and coffee, and maybe a multivitamin, and of course, Nutribox, uh, rice, and Kato 3 to start off the day. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that nuts? Uh, how are you <laughs> feeling? I feel, I feel all right. I think that it's an interesting mind state to be in. I think one of the, one of the things I'm noticing is I'm not, I'm not very hungry, but I am like missing food. I think that there's this hedonistic value that food provides. It's very enjoyable. We look forward to it. We know certain hormones are released when we eat. And I think that's a little bit of, of what I'm missing because I, yeah. I'm just realizing how much of the day is anchored around like the next yummy thing I'm going to go and try to eat or what, I, what my structure is around meals. And not having that is like, well, I have to find satisfaction from other things throughout the day. Like there has to be other things to fill up the time yep. uh, that make me feel like a, ha like a happy person besides food i'm just realizing how anchored i am on food but i'm also realizing that that's kind of silly right because like an animal is obsessed with food. an animal just feeds and and procreates all day and like i like to think that uh, that we're better than that and so it's been interesting to, to structure my day towards uh, just you know refining like a, a large amount of meaning in in work and just people and finding satisfaction from those types of things those higher order things that yeah that i mean that's can a do. good jump start for 2017 right i mean just sort of recalibrating where and how we want to spend our mental energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the longest fast I've done so far. Um, I've done a couple three-day fasts, and obviously we've been fasting 36-hour month weekly, fast weekly, weekly for the essentially all of 2016. Um, I think the most surprising thing for me is that – well, I mean, not necessarily surprising, but like just actually testing reality is that – you know, just 90 hours in, day four. Um, I think a lot of our listeners who aren't fasting or haven't experienced such a long fast would be, how are you guys not, like, eating each other? Yeah. Um, and well, let's go into the science a little bit. Let's gonna, yeah, <laughs> we can go into science a little bit, but it, uh, just sort of subjectively how we feel. Yeah, I don't feel hungry. Um, 
again, I think, like you said, like Michael, like the notion of eating yummy things is attractive, but like the physiological need to be like, my stomach's growling. I'm super hungry. All I think about is food is not really there. Yeah. Um, and on the plus side, I think we have pretty clear mental states. Um, I think one way I would describe it is that it's like very, very clear thinking and in a vessel of in a body that maybe is a little bit tired is is one way i would describe yeah. what we're feeling at least what i'm feeling right now yeah i think that's accurate i mean what's going on inside of us right is that we're switching from metabolic states we're like primarily usually we're on glycolysis and we've which seen is, this which is using carbohydrates that turn into sugar as the primary dietary substrate to power metabolism yeah and, and ketosis is what we're entering now or which we've entered you know a couple of days ago where we burn through all of our carbs which is a, not eating which, which is about like two just for scale for scale it's around two three thousand calories of yeah of like and it's all of, it's, it's called glycogen and it's stored in your liver so your liver is like your little temporary buffer for extra glucose stored in glycogen and once you burn all of that and once you're not eating any more glucose glucose well, your body has this refrigerator of energy called fat. That's yeah. how. That's why we, uh, you know, people get fat. I mean, all the energy is stored in extra adipose tissue. And even if you're pretty fit, in shape person, which I think I think we are, a lot of people in our community are, you still have 10, 20 pounds of fat just between different organs in your body. You just, this is how the human body is yeah. composed. I mean, you don't have to be a, a fat person to have 10, 20 pounds right. on your body. And then each pound of fat has. 3,500 calories in it. So that's how you're able, that's what we're feeding off of. And then our, our bodies have also adapted to where our metabolism is probably burning less calories right. as well. So less wasted energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's, well, there's argument. I would, I would be careful there because there's some argument that metabolism doesn't actually drop if you're doing fasting, right? Which is meaning that you're not constantly sort of spiking insulin and then getting your body used to just eating less food it's more just like feast and famine periods but anyways before we get uh too sidetracked here um yeah and and so that's like the, how we're surviving we're basically burning through our fat stores we're in a fat burning state but on the performance enhancement side there's really interesting data that show that using fats which turn into ketone bodies for example uh beta hydroxybutyrate um our mitochondria use BHB, beta-hydroxybutyrate, or a ketone body, much more efficiently and much more powerfully than glucose. Um, there's interesting papers uh, um, that show that heart cells on ketones were 40-plus percent more efficient, more powerful than when being fed by glucose. And there's actually also a lot of evidence that your brain, our neurons, actually prefer ketones to glucose as its energy source. Um which is interesting because that might explain why we have this sort of head rush, that mental clarity, yeah. um, that it, it seems not normal for someone that hasn't eaten for a long time, right? Where you're yeah. usually all hangry, hungry, angry. And you, you feel like a lot of people would say, hey, maybe you're not as sharp. Well, I think but, a lot of that, yeah, because exactly. you're not adapted to it. I think a lot of that's response to just the, the fact that you're going from diet to, to no diet or the delta in your in your blood glucose right. is what you're responding to and then once that once you push through that on the first day yeah I don't, we're not really experiencing yeah. that 
yeah, I think the hardest part for me was the first, uh, the, the second night and the third night of sleeping and like feeling the hunger pains. And after, uh, you know, the third, like the fourth day and like today, um, it isn't that bad at all. Yeah. Like I don't have any hunger pains really. Um, but this isn't, isn't just us. And it, basically the entire Nutribox team actually committed yeah. to fasting with us. Um, you know, we're still powering through, but a couple of us have dropped off, including our producer, Zill, who's uh, monitoring all the all the signals here. But he did stick out 72 hours, not which easy. is not easy. Um, so props to anyone who's trying to experiment and do new things. Um, we, we're all about people pushing the limits and, and reaching uh, new, yeah, just new levels. And it's not even just our company. It's also thousands of WeFast members. Um, we have 100 plus people commit to doing a seven-day week fast, WeFast, week fast with us. And a lot of those folks, some are even more experienced fasters than us. I mean, I, I've seen some of our community members talk about doing fasts for 21 days and 14 days. So seven days is like a cake walk in the park for them. Um, but also we've inspired a lot of new people to start trying and pushing their own limits. So it's really cool to see it uh, grow and have such positive reaction towards. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting because we really have gotten into fasting over kind of the last year. I think it's a nice segue into, you know, what, what are the interesting biohacks that we've, that we've gotten into in yeah, the last I, I, year? Yeah. Perfect jumping point. Um, yeah. I mean, we started the podcast in 2016, um, and one of the most coolest aspects of this past year was seeing our community grow. Um, whether that's the fasting part or the nootropics part or the biohacking part. Um, just from the fasting part, because we can, uh, because it's public information just out there, we started fasting just as a group of teammates, group of colleagues, because we thought that was interesting data to show that fasting has metabolic benefits, improves cognitive performance, has longevity benefits. So as biohackers, as people trying to tune our performance, it made sense to try it out. And we liked it. And we it ended up being more and more people at our company would signed up to join us for, you know, fasting and eating breakfast together. And it became like a community fun event. And then more of a c- c- customers, our community came together to join us. And I literally went from one, two, three people in our office fasting to now thousands of people on our Facebook group, check it out, or, and thousands of people on, on our Slack group. And that's really happened in the last like six months. And that's yeah, exciting. I think that's super cool to be able to create something and drive it and promote it and have this little spark become uh, potentially something that I, I hope that more and more millions of people i think everyone should be incorporating some sort of fast into their lifestyle because we're we're all i mean if you look at the rates of obesity of diabetes alzheimer's yeah. it's staggering yeah and I, I think we've also seen a lot of other interesting biohacks that are that are related to just like we've for, for instance we've both tried continuous glucose monitoring right and because the ui is just getting better and better to where you can order something off the internet right stick it in your arm it stays there for two weeks gives you really robust data every 15 minutes and tells you your your glucose levels um, we've been doing ketone finger pricks and being able to see as our body switches from glucose 
to ketones for energy how, how we can literally see that yeah. taking place. I'm running, yeah, I'm, 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 when I measured last yesterday, I was running three plus millimole of ketones on top of a four millimole per liter uh, blood glucose. And so like, obvi- like very clearly, definitively in ketosis. And, and I, I think, know you have like I, yeah. even crazier yeah. ketone levels. Yeah, I know like ketone levels like 6.2 last reading. I think it's, and it's interesting. I, I would love to actually go into this a little bit because there's something there, right? Like you could take nootropics, you could fast, you could do these things that you maybe generally know are good for you, but there's something about having the the data there. It's almost like the this middle yep. layer between it. And why is that so interesting to us? Because like I could say, hey, like you know, believe believe that this is good, but there's something about having the data right there that's really interesting. It's really compelling on an individual basis. What it, why do you think that is? It's fundamental human psychology. You need feedback for behavior changes. And when you see your biometrics actually change in the positive direction that you want to push it, you're you're you're, you're like, hey, it actually worked. Like a, a small ping of a dopamine of reward, and I think that's how you truly build good habits, good routines. When you get good feedback, right? Like I think um, when we're like when we're, when we're working on a task that seems thankless, people give up because it seems like I don't know if I'm doing anything. Like, like, I don't know, like maybe voting in America is like that. Where like my one vote out of 120 million votes that were cast. I don't know if that does anything. But if you actually see something happen on your own individual individual basis, that's a positive feedback loop. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it it also helps it helps people be better managers of it. Because I think that it a lot of ways shines a spotlight onto what's what's really going on there where uh, it. It's hard to, it's easy to trick yourself, but it's hard to trick yourself when you actually have these like objective measurements. You can try to keep a healthy diet, but your continuous glucose monitor is never going to lie. You can try to have a healthy diet and then like sneak a bite of your friend's cake or whatever. Like you can, you can kind of cheat and and trick yourself into thinking that doesn't matter. Right. Right. And I'm not saying you should never do that kind of stuff, but it's like, it's good to be like truly accountable. Yeah. I think that's the right word. And and you're able to actually to see on, a, on an ongoing basis, like, okay, cool. When I'm eating this, how, what happens to me? When I'm right. when I'm doing this activity, what happens to me? And I think that I think that's exciting for people. I think that one of the one of the key things that that we're pulling out here too is just what are the what are the main things to track? What are the most interesting things to track? Because it's easy to get lost in this, like right. all this data. And I think one th- one big piece of feedback that we've really gotten from people is that they like just something that's manageable. Like what are the what are the main biomarkers to right. track? What are the main ways I know that? And we actually started like essentially pulling a lot of that together through our biohacker yeah. challenge when we started committing to doing a 90-day, excuse me, biohacking protocol where we would choose that we would measure, well, we measured basically everything, um, blood, stool, urine, saliva, um, and then also, you know, cognitive. And we would have a strict intervention or biohacks around intermittent fasting and uh, nootropics, nootrobox nootropics. And we would record and track how those interventions, those biohacks would affect our, our, our biometrics. And we got a ton of interest from you guys, from our community, um, to you know, know how to get involved. So we actually put together for 2017, yearofbiohacking.org. And that, I think, is really cool for us because 
we went from people interested in biohacking, people very you know deeply diving into biohacking to I think we've truly grown into leaders, thought leaders. Not to toot our horns overly much, but you know we uh, really are just I think pushing the agenda of what biohacking looks like for the future. And I think a sign of that is that year of biohacking.org, we pulled together some of the best companies in the space of biohacking to partner with Nutribox and us to help inspire more and more people to biohack. So companies like Ubiome um, to offer microbiome testing, Solent for meal replacement, different software to track different biometrics on your Apple Watch or mobile. Um, we put together a really great package. So just check out yearofbiohacking.org. Uh, no commitments uh, or no costs, but just figure out what kind of biohacks you want to do, share that and commit publicly, and you get access to a bunch of different special packages and discounts from the supporting companies. Uh, and of course, Nutribox is a part of that program as well. Yeah, it's exciting to see. It's This is an acknowledgement that if you're trying one thing, you're probably trying all these other things. Right. Right. If you're trying, if you're trying Nutribox, you're probably also interested in you buy them or so you're 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 interested in being a better version of yourself right and it's this acknowledgement that we've we brought together in the year of biohacking to say hey this this all is part of a coherent right. story for right. how you live your life you want to be a better version of yourself this all this all makes sense together yep what else has been interesting in 2016 i think a couple personal cool yeah. accomplishments for us um and our business has been the launch of GoCubes. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like it's such a long time ago, but it's really only been like nine, ten months. Yeah. I remember launching GoCubes in uh, February 29th. It was a leap year. Yeah. 2016. And we were going to go to South by Southwest. And I remember saying like, hey, we're going to win South by Southwest. And I, there's no like necessarily a, a winner but like there's no award that's officially given out but like there are definitely just breakout hits that like are are named breakout hits by media and it was cool to actually make that happen yeah like i think a testament to our team uh, paul gavin uh mike i mean that was, that was actually only the four of us at the yeah. time wow i mean yeah. it was four people at nutribox at the time full time and we just hit the streets hard got everyone excited about go cubes and literally like New York Times, Mac World, and, 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 and every single sort of follow-up yeah. story on the South by Southwest of 2016 claimed and, and I guess proclaimed GoCubes as the breakout hit of South by Southwest, which is yeah. like a great little anecdote of how such a small group of people can make such a big impact. Yeah, I think it's neat to see how a product can go well with, with really you know smart, sophisticated people that, that are trend spotting but a lot of how we got there too was just handing it out to everyday people on the street and it's cool to see how it resonated at at all at all levels like it i always think of go cubes as being biohacking light right because it allows you to be precise and modular it has caffeine l-theanine b vitamins it has it's a it has, better performance than a cup of coffee yeah and and it's but more it's still convenient. friendly yeah, yeah it's, it's got all these things that you would consider that like actually make a lot of sense for a biohacker it's uh, it's it lets you take it with you on the go. You can have it exactly when you need it. Like, don't drink an arbitrary full cup of coffee that you don't know how much caffeine is in it. First thing in the morning, have something that's precise, and then like a few hours later, have something else that's precise, and really manage your day. And people are becoming biohackers without even knowing it. You could give a we were giving go cubes out to someone on the street, and like they would get it 
instantly even if they've never heard the word biohacking right they're into it right and that's really cool to see as we're developing even more uh like exciting stuff in r&d it's it's cool to see that uh, in general there's a zeitgeist towards people wanting to just be more yeah. biohacker right yeah i think you put it really well um i think another cool product that we launched last year was kato 3 yeah um and i think that it was well one i think from a form factor our first soft gel which is a lot more complicated to manufacture than than capsules <laughs> but it is <laughs> i think that it was cool to really build an omega-3 product that actually made sense um we all know from mass media that, hey omega-3s are beneficial for us and it actually is backed by good science our diet is there's two types of omegas omega-3s and omega-6 fatty acids and usually you want a one-to-one -one ratio that's how we were evolved with but in our western american diet we're super heavyweight on omega-6 and very light on omega-3 so a lot of us should be amping up our omega-3 content um but a lot of the products out there um just didn't fit our quality control our standards and the stacking of what other compounds would stack synergistically with Kato 3 So we put in vitamin D, vitamin K, which not only synergistically work well together, but also, you know, have to be taken with fatty acids to actually be uptaken properly. And then, so, so I think all these small details that, that one doesn't realize when you're just going to a vitamin store, you know, we look at that, we look at the science and actually solve for them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's been it's been cool as to to grow our offering to our community based on what people are are taking, what what else they would want to take, what else kind of completes, and and that feedback is always awesome to hear from people. Yeah, um, we we love yeah, hearing. Keep giving yeah. us product ideas and feedback. I mean, I think that's the lifeblood. I think that's what's so special about our community, you guys. Um, you know, we, we see some of you at our biohacker breakfast, but we know that not all of you live in San Francisco and can't make it out, you know, uh, every single time. But we are listening. <laughs> yes. You'd be surprised how, how tight-knit our team is here. Like, everyone kind of knows everything that's going on, and whenever we get a, a product idea or, or a comment or whatever about our products, we, we all hear, like, Jeff and I right. hear those things. And, and Kato 3 started because people were, were asking, what else should I take? What do you think about Omega-3s? And, right. and we got thinking, and then we have things – also in the pipeline along those same lines that it's just, it's just great to hear what people want and then be able to, to go and build that. Cause right. I don't, I've worked at a lot bigger company. I worked at Google. Google's an awesome company, but it's, it's different working at, at, at Nutribox now where we can very quickly go and build something right. within, within three, six months, whatever we if we have a great new product idea that comes from our community, comes from us, wherever we can actually take action on it. Yep. And, and it's exciting. And I think it's the right, it's the right time, right place. And that brings us to what, you know, anything else that excited you in 2016 before we talk about 2017 and what's, what's on the roadmap for us as people and as a, as a company? Um, nothing big. I mean, I, I think it was just interesting to... I guess the last shout out I just thought it was that our team has really grown. I mean, oh, I think yeah. since the four <laughs> at, at South by Southwest, we have, um, you know, an awesome new supply chain operations lead to really take our... Uh, supply chain to the next level to fulfill all our, our, our thousands, tens of thousands of customers. Um, ben Woosley, who's a super experienced engineer, who's a top 100 contributor to Ruby on Rails, which most of the world's websites are built on, is 
you know, on our team to Michael Lee, different from Michael Brandt, who is <laughs> who is a, a genius designer, um, has led design for Coin. You might yeah. have seen that really viral uh, credit card app that uh, that you know lets you switch credit cards um, within one device, and of course. Zill, um, our, our thinking podcast producer, um, without these awesome additions and a few other names, I, I don't want to, you know, bore everyone with the biography of everyone, but without these new awesome additions, we couldn't be accelerating as fast as we are. Yeah, no, it's exciting. It's exciting to be taking this, this mission and, uh, extending it, not just to customers, but to team. I think that, you know, it takes a lot to want to go and work for somebody and to, you have to, you have to believe in them. And I feel excited every day to come into work with with really smart people who are all tapped into the same vision and it's it's very much it's not it's not a uh like the jeff and michael show i wouldn't say i think like everyone on the team kind of knows where the ship is going and everyone has great ideas like, like paul is the first one to talk to us about fasting right I, everyone on the team has i think different ideas about where what humans is the next platform means and what ideas that we can contribute towards that and it's it's fun to to go into that kind of work environment every yeah. day where people are just thinking about maybe the same initial problem that that we came up with uh but they have all these new exciting ideas and new talents to put towards it uh, I, i'm excited every day I, I, yeah. we, I think we we both work a lot and uh and it's exciting work there's nothing else i'd rather be doing yeah i think biohacking or aspects of biohacking will be just ubiquitous or very much tip in the mainstream by and within the next three years. Yeah. Um, if that's like something I could proclaim for 2017, I think things like year of biohacking.org and just growing our existing product and community based customer base, uh, are real drivers to making that a reality. Um, so I think from a high level perspective, what's I'm looking forward to in the future, it's that just realizing that biohacking is inevitable. The notion of, enhancing ourselves um like i guess one another way to look at it is that human progress has never stopped we as a species have always increased our manipulation of our universe of our surroundings and i think we're at the, one of the most interesting points where that boundary is internal in ourselves and that's where we see a lot of in, like huge gains with longevity with performance um, and I think I'm, I'm super excited to like be able, even have the opportunity to work in this space. Yeah. I, I think one of the big insights going into 2017 has been that human performance is a spectrum where we're going, where, where some people are totally healthy and they want to be enhanced. They want right. to be like superhumans. They want to be, they want to have even better memory, even better attention and rapid visual information processing. People want to be enhanced version of themselves, but there's also people who are maybe, uh, struggling in some way right like maybe they have a bad diet or they're they could be overweight or, or have uh metabolic pre- syndromes like diabetes alzheimer's yeah obesity. or leading or right. leading indicators of these kinds right. of things and really realizing that basically everyone wants to be better right if if, yeah if you look at you know unhealthy i'm doing visual things so if you're not on youtube you can't see it but on the left hand side unhealthy healthy to the middle and enhanced to the right we're all on that spectrum somewhere and everyone's trying to go and everyone's trying to go to the right. Everyone's trying to go to the next level. And I think this paradigm shift of, of human performance as a spectrum really came, uh, 
from our realization that we really are excited about solving two problems in the world. I think that the most important problems in the world today. One is that the first problem, the initial scope really of how we started Nutribox is that with the rise of AI and automation, that's really deprecating and threatening the role of humans in the world that we see today. Our jobs are getting automated. We're getting defeated by computers over chess and then Go, which a game that we thought that would be impossible for computers to learn. Um, and I think you see a lot of anxiety with how uh, the you know, election turned out, where a lot of people were afraid of their livelihoods and jobs because, again, these jobs are being you know automated out. Um, and I think you saw the reaction with, with the results of our, our, our election. Um, so we want to arm humanity and upgrade humanity to, to, to live and, and, and thrive in this new universe. That's going to happen, right? So I think that's the first problem that we've realized. And then as we've talked and grown and spoken to people that were healthy, unhealthy, we realized that metabolic syndromes such as diabetes, ob- obesity, Alzheimer's are skyrocketing. It's staggering to see that a recent projection showed that, you know, a third of Americans are obese and half of Americans are overweight or obese, which is a ton of us. And then by 2030 or 2050, I don't know, I, I need to look at the exact year, it's projected that half of Americans will be obese and three quarters of Americans will be overweight. That is insane. Yeah. That is insane. So we're essentially the in short really the, like the sickest population in like human history yeah and a lot of it's due to this shit food and overconsumption and not really living and, and just like stuck in this like baffled I, I, yeah. baffling state i think it's i think it's it's easy to live a life that's only only consuming only consuming like look i like yummy food you like yummy food we've had great meals together i like but I think that there's this temptation to always be feeding yourself really well or always be indulging in the, in the present right. moment. And that's exacerbated by the fact that there's a also, lot like, there's of no more multi- exertion either. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say right. is like, is like there was an exertion and gyms have become a thing in the last like 30, right. 40 years where you didn't used to have people like going on treadmills or lifting weights. You, right. Like that wasn't a thing an everyday person did. But there's this weird period where we evolved from a lifestyle where we had to do manual labor. We had to work on farms or at least like manual labor in factories, mines, whatever, to a majority population not having to do that, realizing that was bad, and then we went and built a bunch of gyms. <laughs> and I think that we're doing the same thing with diet where and and, and lifestyle in general right. where we realize, hey, I could do a bunch of these things all the time because they're just accessible to me and right. I have a credit card. I could go do it but that they're not necessarily great for you. And I think that a lot of it is, you know, I, I, we, I met a lot of people, everyone wants to be better, but a lot of times it's just people are in the dark about what to actually right. do. It's like, it's a lot of, imagine like before there were gyms everywhere, people are like, well, what do, yep. what do I go do? And, and what's, what's the paradigm for what's next? Like how do we help people be better in the next stage yep. about what they're putting in their body? And I think when you, might listen to this you're like okay these are two separate completely separate problems well why are you talking about it together well again back to human performance as a spectrum we really think about these two problems as the same coin two different sides of it two sides of the same coin where 
again, back to the analogy of unhealthy on the left, healthy in the middle, uh, enhanced on the right, we're all on that spectrum and we're all looking to go to the right. We're looking to go healthier or enhanced. Yeah. And that's, I think, are really encapsulates what we're all excited and motivated to do in 2017. Yeah. Um, let's do it. I mean, I think that's like a super broad, aggressive goal, but like, I wouldn't want to work on any other problems. Like you yeah. got to just choose hard problems that you're passionate about. They have expertise in and just really go after it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have some really exciting things in the pipeline and people should stay tuned. We have a lot of interesting things in the works. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Welcome to 2017. I hope you all have a great, productive year. Hopefully, Nutribox is going to be a part of helping that year be more productive and more effective. Um, until our next episode, uh, this is Jeff and, and my, Michael. My, my buddy. I don't know why I called you buddy, but my co-founder, Good my buddies. co-host, yeah. and buddy, <laughs> Mike. Um, you can check us out on, the, on uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and YouTube if you want to see our uh, faces as well. Cool. Thanks. Bye.